When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, Kiss of Death Podcast. Mike Brown, that's Pops. Happy Sunday night. We got some breaking Rockets news. Uh, we've got to talk about the Boban Marganovic signing. We got to talk about the disgusting display in the FIBA World Tournament by Team USA. We got to talk about Dylan Brooks. I can't do this show alone. Jeremy has the night off. Pops is here. What's going down? Thanks for having me, and Jeremy, I'll try to fill those big shoes of yours, dude. So we have breaking news that Boban Marjanovic re-signed today. Per Adrian Wojnarowski, free agent center Boban Marjanovic is returning to the Houston Rockets on a one-year deal. Marjanovic is entering his ninth season. Look, I know there's going to be a lot of people that like this signing for whatever reasons. I hate it. I hate this signing by the Rockets. I couldn't hate this signing anymore. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't understand it. Because from the perspective of me, you don't need another veteran presence. You already have uh, Fred Van Fleet. You have Ime Udoka. You have Jeff Green. You have the necessary guys. Dylan Brooks, you don't need that. You already have Alperin Shangoon and Jock Landale, we already have enough tall white guys that can't rebound very well. And you then bring in, you're giving one of your 15 roster spots. This is number 14. So Boban Marjanovic, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't like this signing by the Rockets. Convince me. Talk me into it. Well, you know, when you put it that way, I, you know, I see your point. I get it. But I think this team has been so raw and so young that um, I think Udoka is kind of lean, will lean on this guy a little bit. I think, you know, I think he might even get some playing time in here. Um, I get it. He's he's a circus act. The, the, the place goes crazy. They put him in. I get it. But I think the guy must be a really good, good influence in the locker room okay there's it's there's your no it's your 15th spot what what does it really matter it's not that it really matters like to me the reason why i don't like it is because it's taking up a roster and why spot. why but does it matter because it's taking up a roster spot that i'd rather give to a young guy that maybe you find a diamond in the rough like we all know what boban is we all know it he, he's 
a circus act. Look, interviewed him on the show. The guy couldn't be nicer. I know why these teams and these guys like him. Ime Udoka also coached. I think he was an assistant coach in San Antonio when Boban was there. So they have that relationship. I don't hate it. Well, no, I do. I hate the signing itself because I just think it's a wasted roster spot when I'd rather go into the G League and I'd rather go try and find a guy that maybe you find something a little, you know, you're trying to find that diamond in the rough. That's the only reason why I don't like it. Outside of that, yes, I agree. He's not going to play much. He's a good locker room guy. You know, people at the games because last three years, the product has sucked so much that they start chanting for a guy like Boban to get into the game because we're down to 35 points in the third quarter. You know, it's interesting. I'm thinking, I mean, this team hasn't had many leads in a game in the last three years. I'd, I'd be curious to see what Udoka does with this guy. If we do have a lead and they put him in for four or five minutes, I'm just... Yeah, throwing throwing that out there, dude. I don't hate it. I like I don't hate it from that perspective, and it's good to have him back. Congrats to Boba. You getting a jersey? No, I won't. Mm. I look the the only jersey that I'm not buying is a Rockets jersey because of their performance the last three years. The only team that I hate more. No, I take that back. I'm not buying any University of Houston stuff anytime soon after losing to Rice in football. And I won't be buying any rocket stuff until they show me a little something. That's what I was trying to say. So, anyway, let's get to a more positive note here on the show. That is positive news. I'm just I not. That was positive, you know. It was, I, and I'm I'm fired up about this next topic because First you are the king of positivity. So oh, I'm a positive kind of guy. Um, although I didn't get my dessert at Hooters today, which I'm a little upset about, but. That's besides the point. Dolphins 1-0, great win against the Chargers. Um, we do need to talk about the laughable job that Steve Kerr did as the United States of America head coach in this FIBA tournament. They didn't even meddle. Steve Kerr should never be welcomed back at a Team USA facility ever again. You know the guy who should have been coaching that team is Gordon Bombay. They should have brought Emilio Estevez to coach that Team USA because he could have done a better job than the laughable job that that Steve Kerr did. But I bring that up because we've got a guy named Dylan Brooks that balled out in this FIBA tournament. And his stock skyrocketed after this FIBA tournament. And you love to see it. I, you and I talked about this during free agency and you and I liked this guy. Okay. Loved Memphis loved, loved this. I've been on this. I, I gave it. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. I didn't even care about the money. The money is, is an insignificant. It's like Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of wall street where he's like, it's a Fagazi. It's a Fagazi. It's a, it doesn't matter. It's not my money. You got him. That's the most important thing. Dylan Brooks we, is a Houston rocket. And and I get it, you know. Memphis was tired of his act, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. You know he probably, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you, this guy is Mad Max' son. Yep. Okay. This guy is going to give us what Vernon did. Okay. I think he's going to give you more because I think he's a better offensive player than Max. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you, Max was a 
great shooter, okay? There is nobody you wanted more to take that last shot in the game besides Dream than Vernon. I mean, I saw Vernon hit shots that were just crazy. Yep. But he's going to bring you that intensity that this team has not had since – Probably Vernon, probably Vernon Maxwell. No, I think they've had what's his name? He, you know what he is? You know what he really is? He's a better version of Gerald Green, is what he is. Because Gerald Green brought that same nastiness to the team. He brought that don't bring what was it? Didn't he get in the fight with what is it, Minnesota? Remember that in the against Minnesota where their center shoved. Harden, I think it was, and Gerald Green came across the court to defend James Harden. Right. And and you look at – because this is an interesting comparison. Because in his career, Vernon – or Vernon Maxwell, Dylan Brooks has averaged 14.5 points a game over his – God, he was in the year – he was in the league from 88. So Vernon Maxwell was in the league for 13 years. He averaged 13 points a game. Vernon Maxwell – or Dylan Brooks at 14.5. They're basically scoring the same amount of points. Brooks is scoring a little bit more. But like you said, the big difference between the two, Dylan Brooks is a career 34% three-point shooter, and Vernon was a 32% three-point shooter. So two different games, two different eras, but they're very, very similar. I love the comparison from Mad Max to Dylan Brooks. Because Dylan Brooks is probably going to get thrown out of a couple games. There's no doubt. But if you look at some of the things that are said, there have been said about Dylan Brooks and his time with the Canadian national team when they won bronze in this ridiculously stupid tournament. <laughs> I'm team, I hate all these tournaments. Like I do. I hate FIBA. I, I don't even like the Olympics. Like I don't like my guys who play for my teams playing in these extracurricular tournaments. I just, I don't like it. I don't know where you fall with that, but like, bringing it to the Astros, you know, Jose Altuve losing two months because he got hit in the hand at a meaningless tournament. Yes. Well, World that's, Classic. that's where we lost control of Yao because part of the oh, deal absolutely. was yep. with China. Oh, you you want him. He's going to be coming back and playing for us every summer, every summer, every summer. Yep. You're 7'7", 315. Your body and your feet just can't take that much pounding. So I agree with you. I want my players nowhere near this stuff. No, you know? absolutely, no, absolutely not. But I will say for a guy like Dylan Brooks, I think this Team Canada experience could not have been better for him. Because th- th- I'm looking at a comment here from Donatus Urbonus. And Jordy Fernandez on Dylan Brooks said, I'm really proud of Dylan. This is how it looks when they let Dylan Brooks play. And it's not just about the defensive end. With Lou Dort, he's the best perimeter defender in the World Cup, but he's also extremely efficient offensively. And I bring this up because Dylan Brooks is going to be the most important free agent signing in this class. Period. I'm talking about any team. He's going to be more important for the Rockets than Austin Reeves is to the Lakers. He's going to be more important to the Rockets than Fred Van Fleet is. Because what the Rockets need is they need toughness. They've got to get 
tougher. They've got to get a tougher mentality. No offense to Steven Silas, but he's a he's a hot dog floating in the wind. Like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, I couldn't no, hate Steven No, Silas. but I'm picturing a hot dog floating in the wind. I'm just saying, he's like passive. Steven Silas was very passive. Okay. You've got, yeah, you've got to get they're gonna be fights. You're gonna tell me Kevin Porter Jr. and Dylan Brooks are not gonna bump heads in training camp because I guarantee you they're going to. And I'm here for that. Because but it's okay if yep. it's within the team concept. Exactly. Okay. Great point. And you know, Kevin Porter, we got him because he threw a temper tantrum back when he was still with Cleveland. Um yeah. Dylan Brooks, we got because he 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 wore out his welcome. Okay, a team like this right now, we're gonna end up with some of these spin the wheel and take a chance guys because right now those are the only guys who want to come here. But slowly but surely, we're becoming a team that players are gonna want to come and play again. Yeah. Well, and I think the always good to hear from you, Ryan. I think Ryan I think, you're, I think you're right. And I also think guys like Tari Eason and Cam Whitmore and Dylan Brooks, this team is gonna be as athletic as they've been in quite a while. They're young. And the thing about Dylan Brooks that I don't think people get, because he's misunderstood. Like I'm even looking at a, a quote here, Dylan Brooks on villain role. It's just a persona. He's different when he needs to be different. Like, he's okay being that bad guy. And damn, do I want him. Like, I can't wait to watch him as a Houston Rocket. Because he chose here, A, because yes, I get it. We gave him the most money, no doubt. But I think he looks at this situation as he's going to grow here with Udoka and Fred Van Fleet and Jalen Green and Cam and Tari, and Shangun, and all of these guys. Like, I think this thing is going to work, and Dylan Brooks is going to be a major part of the success story for this roster this season. You know, he also has, I'm going to tell you, hopefully more of the good, but he also has some Ron Artest in him also. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you he know? does. Yep. I mean, I remember Artest his one year here, you know, but during the playoffs, you know, he tough. He, he was, was nibbling on Toby's ear and he was in I and I get it. Um, but it's a persona, you're exactly right. Um and I think you know, nothing against Silas. Silas was too passive, okay? As bad as we were. I would have been thrown out of at least 10 to 20 games. I mean, I just would have kicked and thrown, and he was just too passive for this particular team. And I like Udoka. I think, you know, Udoka's got, you know, we got a lot of people with a lot of baggage on this team, you know? And um, that's an interesting interesting take, too. You know, I think it starts at the top. Yep. And, And, you know, it's like an island of misfit toys to a certain extent. Like Fred Van Fleet wasn't drafted out of Wichita State. 
Jalen Green is pissed off because he didn't go number one. Jabari's pissed off because he didn't go number one. Shangoon was taken in the middle of the, the draft. Cam Whitmore fell to 20. Dylan Brooks wasn't wanted. But you, you look at a quote, even from a guy like Luka Doncic, that said a lot of people don't like Dylan Brooks, but I respect him for what he does. And people forget he was the highest rated perimeter defender in the league last year. And that's what this team so desperately needs. They need that, that jolt of energy. Like yeah. even we were talking about this today when we were watching our dolphins go one and zero and beating the overrated uh, Justin Herbert and the chargers. <laughs> um, we were talking about bringing Jeff Van Gundy back to, to second chair to Craig Ackerman. No offense to Ryan Holland. I like Ryan Holland. But they need that jolt. They need that energy. They need that. Like, you know what? Okay, one of the worst movies ever made was uh, Draft Day. But do you remember in Draft Day? Whoa, 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 whoa. Draft Day was horrible. No. Um, No, when they drafted Vontae Mack, may he rest in peace. The guy who, yeah, Cedric Boseman played Vontae Mack. May he rest in peace. Yes. The Rockets need that Vontae Mack, you know? Like, it's weird how those two things correlate. Like in that movie, right? Uh, what was his name? Arian Foster is kind of like Fred Van Fleet. And then Vontae Mack is kind of like Dylan Brooks. Like you get that thunder and lightning. Yep. Yep. They are going to be so much fun this year. And I can't wait. I can't wait to cover Dylan Brooks on a night in and night out basis. I hope he gets into fights. I hope he tries to, to fight a coach on the other team. Like I want those things. I mean, I'm semi-kidding, but not really. Because being a Rockets fan the last three years has sucked. Sucked. What it, has been, it has been fun. What is the most exciting thing over the last three years? The fact that they came out with the hot dog with the chili and cheese and the Fruit Loops on it? <laughs> because that honestly been like the most exciting thing that's happened to the Rockets the last three years? Well, that and the, they came back with the San Diego Rockets jerseys. Those were pretty yeah. cool. Those are cool. Those and are I will tell cool. you, before anybody who's listening Ooh, I like was, it. Jabari I, Smith or Tari Eason, most improved player. Boy, I do like we it. love Ryan, man. I, oh, I, I, I think both of them. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, before any of y'all were born, the old-time Oakland Raiders were known as the, the team of misfits, okay? Yeah. They brought so many guys on from so many different teams who got cut or – they didn't want them. Or if you look at this team, like you said, that's what this team is. Okay. Um, you know, Amen Thompson. You know, we all wanted. Well, not we all. Some of these people wanted the Winnebago. I don't. I think the guy's a clown. Okay. Amen Thompson. Um, Jalen Green, like you said. I forgot Kevin, about the Jesus. I totally forgot about Amen. Kevin Thompson. Porter Jr. Okay, yep. Jabari Smith, Tari Eason fell to 17, Cam Whitmore fell to 20. This is a team of um, of guys who all have uh, chips on their shoulder. No, they have, they they absolutely do, including dude. the coach, yeah. including the coach. And I I love this comment. I want to get to this before we end the show. Not we're going to end the show here in about 10 15 minutes. Um but here's a quote from Dylan Brooks. Uh, the, the coach has widely been credited for pinpointing Brooks as the Rockets tool for raising the ceiling. Brooks said he knows, and when he say he, he's talking about Udoka, 
knows that I bring a different type of edge to the game. Uh, Brooks told Yahoo Sports. I have my ups and downs with it, but I can teach young guys. Houston was great offensively. They just needed more on the defensive end, stressing priority on defense. I love his perspective. And I love, I just, I can't say enough nice things about the guy. I think he got railroaded in Memphis. I think that, you know, when their point guard wasn't busy waving guns on Instagram or hanging out in strip clubs when he shouldn't have. I think Dylan Brooks was loud enough to put his name on what he was saying, and he didn't back down from it. And that's what the Rockets needed, man. Yeah, and, you know. You could argue that Dylan Brooks would have been the perfect piece on that 17 team. You know, they were going after Iguodala. The Rockets were, and they thought he was the missing piece. I think Dylan Brooks would have been the perfect guy on the 17 team for the Rockets. Well, and don't forget, we had Dylan Brooks in the beginning, okay? And I get it. We also had, you know, a lot of guys in the beginning. But um, things happen. You know, we had Henry Melton. You know, we had Trevor Reese. You're talking about DeAnthony Melton. Henry, oh, Henry Mountain played for the Longhorns. Oh, yeah, no, did they win this weekend? Yeah, I think they did beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, DeAnthony Melton, yes. You just had to get. You just had to. And get that. you know, we had Trevor Reza. How many? I don't know how many times we had Covington. You know, for all of Daryl's metrics, he wasn't always the best judge of young young talent. Okay. No, 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 no. So he I'm got, excited. I'm excited about this team. I think oh, I'm, um, smart, dude. I'm so excited for this team. And you know what? They may flame out. They may be terrible. Dylan Brooks may try and fight Fred Van Fleet in the parking lot. <laughs> All of this just goes so south. It would still be cool, though. You know, and I'm looking at another quote. Canada's coach said Dylan Brooks put on a defensive clinic and it should be in a FIBA museum at some point telling you man this is a coming out party for dylan brooks was this fiba tournament i mean i try I, I look i'll be the first person to say i didn't watch much of the fiba tournament i box scored box score watched the fiba tournament it's just right. not something that i get excited about but you look at what dylan brooks did and you you gotta just be excited if you're a rockets fan like all these people who are so negative about him do me a favor no one cares Okay, like, honestly, I get it. We're fans, okay? Like, I'm not here to to break down his war. You know, he shot 26% on away games on Tuesdays north of the Mason-Dixon line. Like, don't bring me that. Bring me what we know. Toughness, and Udoka's going to get this thing right. Yeah. Joel Embiid or Giannis in Houston? Ooh. No. Pass on Giannis. Oh, don't pass on Giannis. I would bring Giannis here. Uh, dude, but you got to gut the team. So are you any better off with these guys? Depends on what you give up. Giannis isn't leaving Philadelphia. Or Giannis isn't leaving Milwaukee. Embiid might leave Philadelphia. Trevor says, I'm excited. He may bring the spark to this young core. Yeah, like, I just want somebody. Look, I want somebody to fight somebody. That's all I want. That's all I want out of like the first five games of the season is for Dylan Brooks to physically assault somebody on the court. Well, the, 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 the frustrating part about the last three years, we are the most boring team in the world. Well, no, the problem is this team sucked, would go into brain lapses. Okay. Can't rebound. And when you have a team go on an 18 to nothing run, 
okay? And your coach isn't calling a timeout because, you know, I want the youngins to, you know, I want them to learn and blah, blah, blah. In the old, old guys, see, I'm old. But I'll tell you, I went to a game, 97, when we had signed Barkley and Kevin Willis, okay? And the only person tougher than Barkley is Kevin Willis, okay? And Allen Iverson was killing us, just killing us. And I was sitting down low, and I looked over. They were lined up at the free throw line. And Barkley looked over Kevin Willis, and he goes, hits his forearm. Yeah. And the next time down, I'll be damned if Iverson didn't go down. Okay. Yeah. That's what I think guys like Brooks and Fred Van Fleet. He's not a dirty player, but Fred Van Fleet knows oh, when he'll get, him. he'll get in that ass, is what he'll do. Well, yeah. He'll get, he'll get in. And the thing is, like, even we haven't even talked about this yet. Dylan Brooks got ejected from a game. And he waited on his teammates in the tunnel with boxing gloves on. And he started shadow boxing himself in the tunnel. Like, I, look, I love the guy. Like, I just, I want more of Dylan Brooks. You know what he is? You, like the Dylan Brooks story. Did you ever see the movie Joe Dirt? Yes. Like, we're the radio DJ and Joe Dirt. I just want to know more about Dylan Brooks. Like, I just, I need more of Dylan Brooks. Like, he's the most fascinating man. He's like the Dos Equis guy to me. Like, the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I it's prefer Dos Equis. Yeah. Like, the most popular night of the year will be Dylan Brooks bobblehead night. Okay. Oh, we're there. Like, we don't, I don't have enough stuff back here. No, like, I don't. need that Dylan Brooks. First of all, you can never have too much stuff. There's no such thing. Uh, no. Pass on fat Eric Gordon, Ryan. If I had to see Eric Gordon in a Rockets jersey one more time, uh, like, I'm going to lose my ish, you know? Like, somebody called Eric Gordon a Rockets legend, and I almost threw up right on the spot. Like, no, he's not. Trevor's 100% right. Every team needs a mentally unstable guy. (laughs) That's what, listen, that's what the NBA is missing, is, look, I get it. The malice in the palace was wrong. Everybody was wrong that night. But do you know how, like, every pair of eyes in the sports world was on the NBA? Like, right now, it's just, it's not fun. Like, give me, honestly, Pops, give me, outside of the Rockets, give me one intriguing storyline from the NBA this year. Honestly. Uh, I don't know. I, I would, I hate to admit it, but I almost, I became a Jokic fan. Oh, I love Nikola Jokic. See, and he's interesting off the court, too. Like, all he wanted to do was go back home and go hang out with his horses. Yep. You he know? wanted to leave the – he didn't even want to go to the parade. He wanted to head back. You want to talk about – Mike Malone was interesting enough at the parade. He was two sheets to the wind. You know, like, that's a fun team. You know, like, our head coach is involved – you know, he's not paying child support. We got Dylan Brooks. We got Boban Marjanovic is back. We got KPJ who tried to fight one of his teammates at halftime. We got an undrafted point guard that we just gave $130 million to. We got Tari Eason. We got Cam Whitmore. We got Alperin Shangoon, who people are going to drool over him, not rebounding and playing no defense, <laughs> but having a couple nice passes. Like this has, may he rest in peace. Like this has like a Jerry Springer vibe to it. 
this season. It's going to get weird. We're going to lose probably more games than we're going to win. But we've got some drama that's going to happen with this team, and I'm here for it. Well, don't forget, we have the Michael Brantley of the NBA on this team, too. And who doesn't like Uncle Jeff? Oh, you got Jeff. You're going to tell me Jeff Green's not going to try and fight Dylan Brooks? Like, honestly, this team, like, you put like a, like a, like a boxing ring and like adjacent to the locker room. You're going to tell me that we lose by 40 points. Dylan Brooks is going to be calling out teammates. They're going to go to the back. Maybe we have this thing where fans can bet on who's going to be fighting in the ring. Like we partner with the UFC. Like I want this season to go off the rails, you know, as weird and as funky as possible. And Dylan Brooks, I'm there, my man. Like, I'm I'm with you. I got to tell you, another great uh, giveaway night could be Rock'em Sock'em Rockets. In yeah. The- yes. We got something named Jock Landale's going to be on the team that nobody has ever heard of. Like, I love all these people, like, after we signed Jock Landale, who are like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a great find from Phoenix. He's a real try-hard guy. If Jock Landale walked into my house wearing nothing but a trench coat, I still wouldn't know who the hell Jock Landale was. (laughs) You know, like you could put him in. Jock Landale is like Kramer when he walks into the, the, in the lineup. And like, they're like, turn to the left, turn to the right. Like Jock Landale reminds me of Kramer. Yeah. You know, like I just, I, I'm in love with this team already. Like, I, yeah. I love this team. I love everything about this team. Usman Garuba is going back to Spain, thank God. They is cut really? Ty Ty. Yeah, the, the rumor is, is Ty Ty, or Usman's going back to uh, to Spain. Um, Yeah, this is great. Dylan Brooks and Luke. What about Washington? Does it say anything about Ty Ty? Yeah, he sucks. He's probably going back to the G League to score 70 uh-huh. points a night. I'd take him back on the G League team. Yeah, I guess. I mean... But you know what? Look, bottom line is we signed Boban. Great. Oh, forgot about yeah, Boban. I love it. Boban's busy doing uh, what's it called? The the goldfish commercials with Tobias Harris, which is awesome. Did an interview, like a 10-minute interview. They didn't even send me one of those goldfish hands. That sucks. Hey, you know, to end the show, I'd like to throw out something to yes. Ryan and Trevor and the other. Hundreds of tens of people listening, okay? Oh, thousands on a Sunday night. The, the Olympics, okay? What about them? If you're going to put a team together, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. And I'm not saying we didn't have great players, okay? You're talking about Team USA? Yes. They should be ashamed. They you had, be ashamed you had Brunson, and you had good players. The problem now is it's like the slam dunk contest. None of the good guys want to be in it. Okay. No disrespect to Team USA. Walker Kessler is on a Team USA, like Walker Kessler. Wanted him here as a rocket. Bobby Portis is on a Team USA. I like Bobby Portis. This is the most embarrassing performance I've seen from a team USA in a while. It's bad. Like, this is bad. You don't play well, fourth. You weren't even born or Trevor oh. or Ryan. Awful. But in 
88, you know, the Olympics used to be just the best college guys. Okay. And when we lost in 88, we, we, they decided, okay, all the other teams are sending professionals. Okay. Um, Why can't, you know, we're going to start doing that. Okay. And those guys, and it's a different mentality. It's a different year. It's a different, um, but guys like Jordan, Bird, Magic, those guys could not wait. Charles no, Barkley. They, they don't want to play for a chunk like Steve Kerr. Let's call could it. not like- wait to go to the Olympics. Charles Barkley elbowed a 115-pound 6'9 Angolan in the throat. Okay? And he goes, he was in my way. Look, you know, they don't that's the mentality, dude. They don't make them like Charles Barkley anymore. They don't make, like, this is the softest version of the league, in my opinion, at least in my lifetime. I turned 33 on November 1st. I can't remember a time when the league was softer than it is now. It's it's Charmin soft. That's That's what it is. And Trevor's right. If we put together our best team, we win by 20. There's no doubt. But the thing is, if you're not going to put that type of team out there, then don't go. Like, this is embarrassing. You know? It's it's like the University of Houston losing to Rice in football. Like, it's it's that same mentality. It, you, it should not happen. I just had to get that one last time. Well, Fire well, don't don't be like LeBron who said, well... You know, I maybe I'll I'll play in the no, don't say that, but maybe I'll play in the twenty twenty four Olympics. Why didn't you play this year? Why why didn't you play with these guys if you're allegedly the second best player ever? Okay, why he's he's, I, he's top three to me. You know, G- Garrison Matthews is up there. Uh, you know, and this is the thing, like. The may he rest in peace. They don't make him like Kobe anymore. Like, there's not one guy in the league that is as cerebral as Kobe was. No, not not, not it, even close. It's not even on the same level. Like Kawhi Leonard. Like, I give the I give the guys credit who actually played. I thought Anthony Edwards played well. I thought, look, Austin Reeves. No offense to Austin Reeves. I know how many people love Austin Reeves out there. Dylan Brooks clowned. Uh, Austin Reeves when we played, when Dylan Brooks put up 39 points. I think Austin Reeves is overrated bar none. And I think Team USA, again, call Emilio Estevez, get Gordon Bombay, put him in the Team USA jacket, and let him go to work. Because he could do a better job than Steve Kerr. So who would you have had as a coach? Um, Honestly, if there's one guy that I would want to coach Team USA, it's Eric Spolstra. That's the only guy. That's the only guy for the job, in my opinion. He has. I, I've seen him. Got. He has gotten more oh, out of less. Yes. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? There was. Uh, what's it called? Somebody was talking about the heat culture. Like that heat culture is real. Like that is a tangible thing that he could have brought to the team. You know, if if you know, Ime wasn't you know busy sleeping with female staffers, maybe he could have coached the team. I don't know. But that's a different topic for a different story. It uh, is, but it's, be... it's just kind of, it's I hear just. You. Dude, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. Listen, the world has caught up to us in basketball. It, no, they haven't. No, they ha don't say that. Because if we put out our best team, we destroy this tournament. But the, the guys don't want to do it. And I don't listen. It's their decision. And be proud to be an American. Call it what you want. I hate these tournaments. I wish we didn't play in any of these. Like, let me ask you a question. And before we'll wrap up here in a second. Um, how pissed would you have been if Jalen Green, who didn't make the team, which is ridiculous, by the way. Uh, sorry. If you're taking Bobby Portis over Jalen Green, we have a problem. Um, if Jalen Green would have participated in this tournament and tore his ACL and was out for the year, you're going to tell me that Rockets fans wouldn't have had a totally different viewpoint on this whole thing? Because you're lying if you say no. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Thankfully, nobody got hurt in this thing. That's all it takes is a roll of an ankle, a torn Achilles, and everybody's going to have a different conversation about this whole thing. Jock Landale rolled his ankle, by the way. Yeah. And you know what? Jock Landale put him in bubble wrap because we still don't have a center, even with Oprah and Shingoon. He's like that kid in uh, Little, Little Giants. Giants. Yeah. <laughs> My mom said the pads that you gave me weren't enough. Uh, no idea when we're going to get uh preseason schedule, but we will obviously keep you in the loop as we are the number one podcast for the fans first sports network kiss of death. We're going to be back live Tuesday night. We've got a really cool show planned for Tuesday. Uh, Bleacher report came out with 10 trade predictions for the 23, 24 season. We're going to make sure we talk about that. The Rockets are included on that list. Pops. Thanks for always coming on. Always have a good time with you. It's a pleasure. I, I enjoy hearing from Trevor and Ryan and everybody else. And we, we appreciate y'all tuning in on a Sunday night. If you're on Twitter, make sure to give the Fans First Sports Network a follow at Fans First SN. Follow the Kiss of Death podcast at Rockets FFSN. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore 2020. Follow the very talented Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Again, we'll be live Tuesday night to talk all things Houston Rockets. Hopefully by that point, uh, Dylan Brooks has fought somebody uh, for no apparent reason, and we can talk about that on the show on Tuesday. Uh, but until then, uh, it is uh, 9.08. Uh, Paolo Boncaro is not going to be a better pro than Jabari Smith, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. And until next time, Rockets fans. Go Rockets. Go Rockets.